How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step Podcast. Now, I'm doing a solo mission today. I am sitting, currently sitting in Cleveland. Now, you're going to hear some jet noise behind me in the background. That's because the Blue Angels are flying over. There's an air show. I'm sitting here currently on a Saturday afternoon. We actually have the day off. Well, kind of. I've got to do radio later on today, but uh, Fox is doing the game tonight. So had some time to, to knock out a podcast. I didn't want to bug Grant Balfour. He's probably on a boat somewhere, Labor Day weekend. But uh, so I'm, this is my first solo mission. There's just a few things I really wanted to get into. Uh, a couple of questions I've had over social media about a few different things. One of them, uh, and here it goes. You probably hear that. I love it, man. There is nothing better than watching these dudes fly over. It's insane. Yesterday, I was sitting there in the booth with Dave Sims, and we just had Blue Angels just flying all over us uh, during the rehearsal. But uh, real quick, before we get into it, uh, if you're new to this podcast, and some of you are, we always get new people jumping on as the episodes roll on. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. I know you, you you probably hear that from every podcast, but it does help. If you subscribe, you tell your friends, leave a review. It helps us out massively to grow this puppy. We have some really good episodes, in-person episodes coming up with some really, really good baseball players and some other people uh, coming up later this month. So a couple of things. I am in Cleveland. I'm just here filling in. I got the the late call. Uh, I had to get on a red eye to Detroit. And I love it. I absolutely love doing color in the booth next to Aaron or Dave. Uh, and I get a chance to do that for the World Baseball Classic qualifiers coming up here in about a week or so. I'm going to Germany for a week. We're doing two games a day. Uh, with a good buddy of mine who I did the Olympic qualifiers with in Japan, Tyler Mon. Um, if he's listening, big shout out to him. I'm excited. Man. He, he's super talented uh, and he's really good at what he does. So we're going to have a blast. You can watch that on MLB TV on uh, MLB's YouTube page as well. I'm going to Germany for a week, coming back, uh, getting amongst the Mariners again, and then I'm off to Panama to do that qualifying series as well. So I love international baseball. I got a chance playing a couple of World Baseball Classic games, and I just love—I just love doing color, man. It's what I really want to do. When I started broadcasting back in 2016, it was one of these things that, you know, do you want to do the pre and post? Do you want to do radio? And I just put my hand up for everything. But I, I love doing the the colors. The, the I love preparing for it. I love getting nervous for it. I like some of the feedback, good and bad. I have the same level of intensity as I did as a player or, or if I'm coaching a kid or whatever, it's the same level of intensity. It's not something I roll into and just, oh, I'm just going to sit here and chat and kind of explain what's going on. No, no, no. I, I really try hard to prepare and I, and I you know, some of the, I listen to some of the best. I try and research what do I like, what do I don't like, what do I don't like. Uh, etc. So one thing too, I remember Rick Riz telling me this back when I started 2016, and he's been on this podcast before. He said to me, you just got to be yourself. And you got to remember something too. When when someone says be yourself, it's easier said than done because sometimes, and we all do this too, sometimes you fall into a situation where you, you compare yourself with other people or all of a sudden you want to sort of get to a different level or you, or you want to you, you want to sound like a pro. You want, to, you, know, you want to act like you've been there before, and that's a bit of a trap. So sometimes, when I first started, and, and I fall into this trap sometimes as well, I, I get into this pattern where you want to sound legit because you're a little worried about the way you sound or if you do something different. And so you try and mimic what everyone else does, and it's a bit of a trap because the minute you do that, you are just not going to stand out. We all know when it comes to baseball, when it comes to anything you do, you want to separate yourself as much as you can. Uh, I say that to, you know, if I'm coaching a 15-year-old kid, I always talk about 
you know, you raise that bar and you separate yourself. Or if, if I'm doing this personally, again, easier said than done. Man, I go into a game and I've just like rehearsed everything I'm going to say. And then sure enough, you know, the game sort of dictates what's happening. So that's why I'm in Cleveland. I was in Detroit and then Cleveland. And I'm back. We're back to Seattle uh, tomorrow. But I wanted to, to, to knock out a podcast. A couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, we're in Detroit. And I know a lot of Mariner fans are listening to this. But we're in Detroit and I couldn't help but just really sort of go back to some of those days when it's early September. And you're looking in that Detroit Tigers um, dugout. And there's just that depletion. It is so hard, man. When you get to September and you're a young player or a veteran player, Miguel Cabrera even, and you're literally just playing to, first of all, you're either auditioning for next year. That's what happens, man. When you're a young player in September, you don't roll in, yeah, I'm a big league, this is awesome, and get comfortable. You cannot do that. I've seen dudes do that all the time where they, they get called up, especially September call-ups when they used to just call up 15 dudes. And they're like, yeah, I'm a big leaguer. So they're trying to act like a dude who's making 20 million bucks, 30 million bucks. It's like, no, no, no. You, this is your audition. This is how you're going to make a team or be on the map or, or get tendered a contract in November by what you do in this month. I never forget, I had a, a, pitcher tell, a veteran pitcher tell me, I was about a week into September and I was kind of rolling. I was in the rotation for the first time and I, I was getting really comfortable, right? And so I'm sitting there. And I'm just acting like a big leaguer. And how do I describe that? Basically, you know, trying to be super cool, kind of just um, um, uh, checking the box on the workouts. And he pulled me aside. We're in Chicago. And this could have been in August or something. I can't remember. But he pulled me aside and said, oh, hey, you heading to the field? I said, yeah. He goes, I'll jump in. I've got a cab. Um, you know, I'm aging myself here. No Uber. Cab. He goes, jump in the cab. I want to talk to you about something. I was like, all right. We get in the cab. And he's like, listen, man, I'm watching you try and act super cool right now and i was just shocked i was floored i was like because we're buddies right i don't want to say this guy's name but he said to me cy young award winner by the way knuckleballer ra dickey all right i'll tell you that now this is before he won the cy young so anyway but he's sitting there he goes listen he was just looked me in the eye and said you have to go above and beyond in this month i was like what do you mean i'm doing well he goes no 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 you understand something what's there's going to be a ton of changes Come October, November, people are going to get fired or you have coaches who think you're awesome. They're going to be gone. And guess what? There's going to be new coaches, et cetera. You have to go above and beyond in this next month. I never forget it, man. And so all of a sudden, there I am thinking, man, he goes, don't stop acting like some of these guys you're hanging out with right now. In other words, some of these September call-ups who are just there to have a blast or whatever. So I, it cha- dude, I'm telling you right now, that last handful of starts, I just went off like it was – the, my last games I'll ever pitch in the big leagues. And I'll I, I never forget it because sometimes you get super comfortable or complacent and you just have to snap out of it somehow just for a second and say, where am I at? Where do I want to get to? Right? So it was interesting. So anyway, I'm just watching the Detroit Tigers. I'm thinking to myself, man, that is a tough position to be in. And then I look over to the Mariners side of things. I'm like, man, this is a blast. I just joined this team on the road and I can see them, you know, getting on and off the bus. They got the, the football jerseys. They're having so much fun. I mean, even, you know, Jesse Winker last night when he's messing with that, that kid's phone. I don't know if you saw that on the game. Or even just some of the laughs. You saw Luis Castillo just completely chilling when he's got runners on base. Heads up, here's a Blue Angel. I swear to God, right out the window of my hotel right now. I'm watching these Blue Angels. If you can hear it in the background, I'm sure you can. But it's just a good place for these guys to be in. It's unreal. There's this team chemistry aspect that you will never, ever be able to put into any kind of stat sheet or anything. And they have that 100%. 
All right, so I wanted to, speaking of the roster and speaking of September, now there's no September call-ups. They can only add a pitcher and they can add essentially a position player. Taylor Trammell comes up. Love the dude. He was a guest on this show not long ago, so make sure you go check it out. I loved everything he had to say, and I was so happy. I saw him in Detroit. I was like, dude, kill it, man. Have this big month of September anytime you get a chance because he's in that, he's in that place that I was just talking about. Regardless of the team, what they're doing, he has to – well, it doesn't have to, but he basically has to have. Well, he has to have the mindset of, you know what? I am going to audition to be a part of this team for next year. It's super crucial. This is when you get it. So, yeah, sure, spring training helps, but when you put it on for September, all of a sudden you etch in stone what 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 you're worth to this team going into into spring training. You become a priority. All of a sudden, you're on field one, not field three, for all the workouts, etc. All right, let's talk about Jared Kelnick now. If you don't know. And it's amazing, whoever discovered this and threw it up on social media must have done some digging. I, I'm trying to figure out how they figured this out because Jared Kelnick didn't get, wasn't one of the guys coming up for, um, for September. Now, again, if you, if you don't follow the Mariners, Jared Kelnick is an Uber, was an Uber prospect. I'm still going to say is. I'm, I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But this guy, when he came up last year, let, let's do a little bit of a, a timeline here. Jared Kelnick gets traded over for Edwin Diaz. I'm going to talk about Edwin Diaz as well and why this kind of falls into the same sort of trap uh, with what we're talking about with the emotions, et cetera. So he comes over, uh, got traded for Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, et cetera, et cetera. He comes over from the Mets. Now, he is, like I said, a na nationwide Uber prospect. Everyone talks about this guy. I remember talking to, uh, bumping into people from other teams going, man, Jared Kelnick is going to be the next dude. And he comes up last year, so much anticipation, and he struggled. He really struggled. And there is going to be a plane coming over, if you can hear that. I'm going to turn the microphone so you can hear it. Hold on. That one was kind of quiet. Let's go, Blue Angels, pick it up. Anyway, so <laughs> he um, comes up, and we all know, massive, massive anticipation. And again, just even outside of the Mariners uh, community, he struggled. Gets sent down, comes back up. He had a, he had a good uh, end of the year, 2021. Well, he makes a team this year, and, and you're hoping for big things. He's you know uh, consolidating with Mark McGuire, and you hear all these different things. And he struggled again. Gets sent down, comes up for just a split second, and all of a sudden, the conversation comes about, is Jared Kelnick going to be a huge bust, right? Now, a couple things, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, so if you don't know what just happened the last couple of days, Jared Kelnick on his Instagram account, and I can't believe I'm cringing as I'm saying this, not because of Jared. I get where he's coming from. I'm going to give him, uh, put my, my Jared Kelnick hat on in a second. But, it, it, and, and you might think this is ridiculous, especially if you're older, like if you're my age or older, which a lot of the listeners are. He basically unfollowed the Mariners from Instagram and he took off all his Seattle Mariners posts, like anything that had Mariner, I guess, graphics or something that he repo or whatever anything he took it all off it was kind of one of these things and i'm guessing i haven't got to the bottom i've asked a few people i haven't got the the, the right response yet um it was one of these things to basically say i am not going to affiliate myself with the seattle mariners like he's kind of cutting that cord so i get it man super emotional now i'm gonna again i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here first of all i think jared kelnick can be a very good player in the big leagues, whether it's with the Seattle Mariners or someone else. He is not going away. He is not someone who's going to sit in AAA for a long time. He is going to be a productive player, whether it's with the Mariners, like I said, or without, with, uh, with another team. 
I, I do really, I still truly believe that. I think uh, mentally there's a few things there where he overprocesses, and that's just because he cares and everything else. But I will say this, and this is my advice with Jared Kelnick, don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? We've all had employers. We've all had people who are above us who we have to respect. We've all had authority figures. And I'm a big one when it comes to respecting authority figures. I really am. My parents, people, oh, my, my, people who are older than me, guys who have played years and years more than I have, um, the game, your organization, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's not one of these things, oh, hey, respect the game and don't do that. It's not that. No, no, no. The reason I say don't bite the hand that feeds you is because you don't have a leg to stand on. When, when you are in a situation where Jared Kelnick is in the situation he's in and the Mariners, uh, his employer, you can hear some jet noise. That was sick. That just flew right over me. They control everything you do right now. So all you have to control is your social media account. It's minuscule. So that's where that kind of comes from. He's only essentially cry for help. Now, he'll never say it's a cry for help, but he's only one thing to say, hey, I'm pissed off, Mariners, you screwed me over, or this is BS, I should be back in the big leagues, is by messing around with your social media account. And hopefully some people see it. There is that. The other thought too, and, and if I sat down with Jared Kelnick, another thing that whether he could admit this too, Maybe the fact that he doesn't want to go into his social media account and look at anything Mariners because he's just so upset and so angry and, and hurt by it, man. Like, let's get real. You get hurt by that. It's a slap in the face. Does his major league numbers qualify him to be the guy getting called up? No, they don't. He struggled. And that's just that's, that's, that's the business side of things. You were not the guy they were going to call up. You weren't the guy, the position player. They decided on Taylor Trammell, who I think looked really good when he was in the big leagues before he got hurt. Okay, and I think deep down, Jared Kelly, he'd be the first to tell you, "Hey, look, do, do my big league numbers warrant a me to be the guy going up in September?" No, they don't. And but it's emotional, man. I've been there. I've been in a situation. Two thousand nine. I remember the Mariners came up with every excuse because they had their five guys in the rotation, and I'm rotting in AAA. And I was basically f you, Mariners. I was. I cut the cord too. I get it, man. I totally get where he's come coming from. But when I look back, I'm like, dude, I didn't have a leg to stand on. Now, when you, I want to put a couple different hats on here. So you talk about that. First of all, it's emotional. A couple of events that have happened that I think Jared Koenig has seen and that's that's given him some emotion. Number one, Julio Rodriguez just signed a lifetime contract. Now, <laughs> Jared Koenig watches that and he's probably in his head thinking, that's supposed to be me. That was me. I was the guy last year supposed to come up and tear it up and be the guy and, and the savior of Seattle and, and the, be the dude in the, in the spotlight where Julio is, right? And I blew it. And he knows. He feels like he's lost a really big chance. He could have been the dude getting that extension, having that press conference. That's number one. That, that would have been a struggle for him to watch. Not because he's jealous, because it's more of a situation where he's sitting there thinking, man, that's the level I want to be at and I should be at. That's the kind of standard he, he keeps for himself. That's number one. Number two, you got this Tommy Teddy Trumpet, whatever his name is, playing live at, um, for the Mets when every time Edwin Diaz comes out. So every time we see, and again, big market team, New York Mets, every time we see Edwin Diaz having some sort of success, some kind of attention... It, re it reflects back on 
Jared Kelnick. Why? Because they got traded for each other. And all of a sudden, you jump on social and you say, oh, yeah, look, this is a bad trade for the Mariners, blah, blah, blah. Because initially, it was supposed to be where the Mets got were idiots for giving up Jared Kelnick. Now the tables have turned a little bit here in 2022. So you're watching Edwin Diaz, the kid, and obviously Robinson Cano and all, everything else. But you're watching Edwin Diaz absolutely tear it up. It's in your face. If you watch MLB Network, right, which I'm sure he does, if you jump on his inst- on your Instagram account or you follow anything or you search your name in social media, which I'm guilty of doing, trust me. When you do any of that, guess what? Your name is attached to Edwin Diaz. At some in some way or another, I talked. To, I remember talking to um, Brandon Morrow about this. Brandon Morrow, who was a guest on this show, and you can hear he talks about it when the Mariners um, uh, decided to go with Brandon over. They had a chance to get Tim Lincecum, and he had to hear it for years. Tim Lincecum was dealing, right? Dealing. I think it was Cy Young or whatever. Brandon was always attached to that because he's like, man, the Mariners could have taken Tim Lincecum. They took me. And so he had to live with that. Now, Brandon had a great career. I think he's still trying to pitch as well. Love the dude. He's been on this show before. But he talked about that too. It hits you, mate. It absolutely hits you. So I totally get that. But bottom line is you just got to think before you do things because all you're doing is separating yourself from your employer. They have all the control. You have no legs to stand on. You can't call your agent and say, hey, demand a trade or anything like that. Plus, you're sitting on some pretty bad numbers. You've underperformed at the level that you are capable of, which I still believe Jerry Koenig is very capable of being a stud here in Seattle. Now, let's put my. I'm going to put my Mariners front office slash Jerry Depoto slash ownership, whatever. Do they know about this? Yeah, sure they do. They've, someone's brought it up. Hey, look, Jared Kelnick, one of your guys, because they have to monitor Jared Kelnick a lot and, and all their players, right? All their players. They know stuff. They know. They see all this stuff. Oh, hey, he just he just um, took off Mariners off his social media and blah blah blah. Now, Jerry Depoto's first initial reaction might be, oh, you know, an eye roll. Who cares? Whatever. No big deal. But at the same time, when you understand that your employee, Jared Kelnick, that's his biggest weapon to say kind of screw you guys I'm pissed off that you guys didn't call me up it does hit you a certain way and so again leverage wise you have none of it so the 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 Seattle man is just like all right all you're doing is adding reason giving excuse me giving us reason to justify what we're doing with the process with Jared Kelnick it really does you're just justifying all that stuff it doesn't when, and I guarantee you when you look back in five years from now if you're Jared Kelnick you look back on on, on that move about uh, doing doing your little social media um, whatever you want to call it I'm not going to call it cry for help but hey check this out move whatever it may be because you're hurting because you just don't want to see Mariner stuff or you or you want to say screw you whatever it may be right you're just adding more you're just giving them more pouring gasoline on that on that little fire that you really have at this point until you put big numbers up in the big leagues all right let's talk about I'm going to put my fans hat on now if I'm a fan of Jared Kelnick I follow him he has a big Mariner fan base who I'm sure they they still love him even though he's struggled they're still hoping and optimistic about what he's able to do. So now all of a sudden, you're also turning your back on fans as well when you do that, right? There's nothing to be gained. If you get my point here, there's nothing to be gained. The fans are like, oh, hold on. We love the Mariners right now. The Mariners are killing it. We're absolutely stoked with all the moves. We're going to probably take Jerry DePoto's side in this situation. I'm, not, I'm, just, using, I'm just saying Jerry because he's uh, representing. We're, we're going to take the Mariners front office, the Mariners ownership, the Mariners coaching staff on this side because Mariners are killing it. 
right? And that's, again, the same reason why you're just trying to use anything you can to have a stab. So I just, again, there's so many reasons. Again, like I said, I've been there and I've wanted to write things on social media. You see athletes do this all the time, speak out, speak up about how they feel about their organization. It just, there's nothing, zero to gain from it. For whatever reason, Jared Koenig has done this, there is nothing to gain from it whatsoever. Now, the last piece to this, if you do want out, I'm not saying he does, if you do want out of the Seattle Mariners organization, if you've cut the cord or whatever message you sent, how does every team, every other team portray this? Let's let's not forget, Jerry Depoto is, is good buddies and everyone else in those front offices, they know everyone around baseball. So let's say it comes down to the offseason, oh, I trade me or he asks his agent, hypothetically speak, I'm not saying he is, but let's say hypothetically he asks his agent, hey, call the Mariners up and not demand a trade, but just ask if, if they can trade me or I'm not happy here, whatever. You know what? The Mariners, if they're if they're even in a situation, I'm sure they're not it anyway, because I'm sure they still believe in Jared Kelnick. If they're going to try to trade Jared Kelnick, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, you know, we don't like his attitude, or you see this stuff on social media. They're not. But guess what? That when you do something publicly, let's say you do something inside the clubhouse, right? Which is just a bad team chem- team chemistry type deal, or you have a run in with a coach. No one. That's not public. Well, guess what? Instagram, when you do something like this, as small as it is and as just as trivial as this is, people see that. And now it's public. Now all of a sudden these other teams are like, oh, what was this deal where he sort of cut the cord on his organization? They don't want to see that. They want to see a situation where they have people who respect the organization, they respect their teammates, et cetera, et cetera. You watch any team when they go after guys, yes, it's about performance, 100%, number one. But number two, how's this guy going to gel, right? How's he going to gel with this team? And if they've got nothing to go off, I'm sure they have a little bit of intel from different players and stuff. It's the same when the Mariners go out and get Robbie Ray or whatever. They ask around. Liam Hendricks talks about that all the time. They ask around. They ask different players, hey, what's this kid like? They do. But when you've got not much intel because your organization's trying to hold as much as they can about, you know, the the character of a player because they're no, – I'm not talking about Jared Kelnick. I'm talking about in general. Well, guess what? Now they've got something that they can say, oh, all right, red flag here. What's he doing? Why has he cut the court? And again, we're talking social media here. It's ridiculous. But it's really the only leg he has to stand on. So there's a lot of that um, that goes into this with, with, with the, the, the whole idea of the – you know, the, the the public show of I'm pissed off or whatever it is. But I think deep down, and I'm sure Jared, deep down, he, he's he's upset by He's upset by what he's done in his big league career. And I will finish with this on the Jared Kelnick issue. The dude is going to be a good player. I truly believe that. If you disagree with me, shoot me a message. Write me something on, on social about that. Because, man, I, again, this whole... Thing. hopefully he can sit face to face with it you know because he, he's a big prospect man i couldn't do that when i was in his position i couldn't sit face to face with a front office person or a whatever he can do that he could probably put that together and just say look i was emotional i was hurt blah 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 blah. i wasn't performing and just be honest man you got to be honest you got to be yourself when you're dealing with this stuff not too honest you can't give away too much because they want to see some some strength out of their players they want to see some guys who are absolute bulldogs who, who are made of granite where they don't they don't get um you know turned over by certain things all right so that's the jared kelnick situation that's my take on it again i think he'll be good 
at some point he's at some point he's going to figure this out and get all that noise out of his head. But man, it is tough, dude. I have been there plenty of times. Man, I've been there as a free agent where you've had a good big league career. And there was a good good stretch of time there where I was I literally and I'm not going to I'll admit this. I emailed like every farm director. This happens. And you've you've heard about this all the time. I've emailed like literally every farm director and just been like, "Listen, I'm good. I'm still good. I've been working really hard this offseason, not in these words, obviously. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready to roll. Like, let's go. I'm a free agent. I'm going to have, have some value. And they're right back to you. They're right back and say, hey, sorry, we're full, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, uh, we'll pass or whatever. But then you, <laughs> then you get the one or two um, that will, will take you on and, and, and figure it out. But it's hard, man. It is hard when you're in his situation with how much talent he has and all the anticipate, anticipation that us – from a media point of view, the Mariners we gave we, we had and all the excitement about Jared Kelnick, but I still think he's going to be good. Now, beyond that, like I said, this is an exciting time, and you know I'm, I'm bittersweet about going to Germany next week because man, I want to be around. I don't want to miss a minute of this 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 run to the playoffs. I mean, you've got the White Sox coming to town. That's a fun team to watch. Liam Hendricks, wish him all the best, but hopefully he gives one up. Shouldn't say that too loud. He's actually coming on the show. I think when he get, comes to town next week. But um, you know, th- this is a fun team, and this is a good. T- it is a good time to be a part inside that Mariners bubble. Whether you're a fan, whether you're you know calling the games, whether you're doing pre and post, or whatever it may be, it is a good time to be a part of this because we. I I, I really believe that um, that there is no doubt they're going to the playoffs. Now let's talk real quick about the playoffs. Who do and, and I want you guys to let me know. The Seattle Mariners, who do you want them to match up against that first round? It's either going to be Cleveland, who we're watching tonight. I think they match up really well against them. Tampa. Now, there's a few factors here, by the way, as to why I'm bringing this up. Tampa Bay, you've got um, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, right? Um, now, if the Mar- if you don't know, if the Mariners get that first wild card spot, they get to host. So number one, man, they're shooting for that first wild card spot, trying to win as many games. And, and they're, they're right there too. They're right there. Could you imagine? Now, this is my worst case scenario. I'm glad Grant Balfour was not on on this show because he'd be upset with me, right? If he's listening or not. I do not want to see the Mariners after years and years, 20, 20 years of the drought, go to the playoffs and they play three. By the way, they don't go each city. It's a three-game series in one city. So like, for example, if they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays, all the games are down at the trop in Tampa. <sighs> Could you imagine... And this is a worst case scenario. If the Mariners have to go play Tampa in Tampa and nothing against Tropicana Field, but let's go. I mean, there's some nice ballparks around the place. And that's their three games. They come out of this drought and they're the three games and then they get eliminated. Please no. They have to get that first wild card spot. They're not going to catch the Astros, obviously. You want to see them get that first, uh, that first wild card spot. And then I'd love to see them play the Blue Jays. I, I, Blue Jays are good. It would be an absolute blast. All those Canadians coming down, it would be insane if they can even get tickets because it'll be crazy. i never forget, man, that last weekend of last year, I walked out, I had Amanda and Kennedy Lennox, the kids, watching the game. I could barely get to the seats after I do a pregame show and I'd go out and, and meet them. Everyone was so excited and just in such a good uh, state of mind with this team. 
it was hard because everyone's like, you know, I was wearing a Root Sports friggin' polo. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, Root Sports, man, and whatever. And everyone's just going nuts. I could barely get to the seat. It was insane. I could not imagine if it's Mariners Blue Jays in T-Mobile Park. But let me know who do you think the best matchup would be. I, I still think the Cleveland would be the matchup if they're going to win the division. I think maybe the Twins are going to take that division. I still believe that they've lost Zach Plezak, who punched the ground, and uh, and another guy Savali. I think I don't know if they're going to have the pitching here in these next couple of weeks to get this done. But let me know. All right, one more thing. We ha- I'm going to do the word of the day. Now, it's hard to do the word of the day without my man Grant Balfour because there's some good laughs, etc. But one said, someone <laughs> said this to me on social media. And I was like, man, how did I forget that one? All right. If I say, the, here's the word of the day. If I was to say he's having an absolute rip snorter, if you know what that means, you've either been to Australia, you are Australian. I know we've got a lot of Aussie listeners. So if you're Aussie, just back off. Having a rip snorter is basically having a blinder. And you're probably like, what the hell is having a blinder? Basically having a good game. Like, say, if I was to sit there and say, say man, Cal Rawley had an absolute rip snorter last night. Now, what would it take for me to say that on air? If I was on Sunday to come in, me and Dave Sims are in that booth, and inning number two, three, Cal Rawley comes up to hit, and I'm like, oh, mate, the, the bloke had an absolute rip snorter the other night. How about that? Two, two home runs, two dingers. What do you think would happen? I'd probably lose my job. They'll probably never ask me to fill in ever again. All right, guys, I've got to go. This was an absolute blast. It was fun. Let me know what you think, man, about the whole Jared Kelnick thing. Like I said, man, I'm, 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 I'm wishing him all the best. Dude. I, th- I think he could be a really good player, and hopefully it, it all works out because this is a good vibe happening right now. Good coaching staff. Pete Woodworth is the friggin' man. Tony Arnrich, great dude. Big, big shout out to them for coming out to my next gen baseball camp. Speaking of, if you are in Seattle, I've got some really cool things happening this winter. You can work out with me um, over on the on the east side in Redmond at Velotech, and I'm also doing some stuff with one of your local one of your local uh, superstars who won a Cy Young, Blake Snell, as well. I'm doing some stuff with Blake Snell. I can't wait. And if you're from Australia, I will be getting back down. I've got some tour, some tours. Set, I'm setting up right now. There's a lot of good things co- uh, coming um, coming your way down in Australia too uh, that I'm going to get set up. But anyway, guys, I just wanted to check in and I'm, I'm doing my first solo mission. Let me know what you think, man, about the whole Jared Kelnick situation. I'm curious. I don't know if fans are upset with him, if they feel for him or they got his back or they're everything else. If they're yeah, So let me know and uh, we'll see you next time. Got some good guests coming up. Um, in person I'm off to Germany as well I'll probably do another solo mission from there let you know how that World Baseball Classic qualifier is going but good times man and um, yeah we'll talk soon go subscribe good times All right, guys we'll catch you